Welcome to the Brand Party Podcast. I'm your host, Christine from CL Designs. If you know me, execution and getting shit done is my middle name. This podcast will energize you to invest in your brand in new ways. Join me for tips, insights, and actions you can take to make your brand a priority in your business. My guests and I deliver honest, to-the-point advice you can implement right away. Your brand is worth celebrating. It can be fun, and I'll show you how. Let's get this party started. Anita Chohan is a senior marketer, communications, and content leader who's equal parts strategist, storyteller, and creative media producer. She's passionate about diversity and inclusion and has been an advocate for women in tech within the Toronto community. Through her marketing and branding work, she has helped brands not only grow, but be more aware and inclusive of other people from different walks of lives, races, countries, and spaces. Anita has worked to help make spaces more equitable and inclusive for others. Here's Anita. Well, thank you so much, Anita, for joining in on the Brand Party Podcast today. I'm so excited to have you on here. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. And so I want to dive right in and ask you, how does Brand Party resonate with you? I think when I just even hear the words, I just think it's just really fun. It just makes it seem like achievable, approachable, like branding and marketing. It doesn't have to be this like big, scary thing. And if you're doing it for the first time or just starting on your journey, I know it can be pretty daunting. So when you hear brand party, you think like, okay, there's an opportunity to be playful here. And so there's the counter side of that too. Like, what would you say to those who feel overwhelmed by their branding and design challenges right now? I've been that person. I'm still that person every single day. <laughs> I've been running marketing departments for startups for like the last seven years. And I'm usually the sole marketer. I know that feeling of overwhelm. It's real. Honestly, it comes with a lot of challenges, but it can be really rewarding at the same time. So I just always tell people, you know, take it slow, take it easy weigh out what you need to do and how you need to do it. Be real about your goals with yourself. You have to know what you want and what mm-hmm. you want to be able to actually get. But if you know what type of values you want to instill and what you want your brand to be, even what you want your marketing messaging to be, these types of things, if you have them concrete, working towards them is really easy. And I also suggest from there, you know, doing the best you can to prioritize because <laughs> you might want to learn how to say no a lot and if you're anything like me you want to say yes to everything and you think you can take on everything but the truth is is that you should probably pick one or two things really focus deep on those and that's how you win and the good news is that you generally only need to excel on one lane to build a successful brand or like your marketing engine I think you make a great point too because some people feel like they almost get stuck in a way because they might get bored along the way or yeah, they feel stuck that they need to be consistent with this one laser focused thing to stay in their lane. But what would you say then if they're feeling maybe sometimes it's just because you're not in alignment, right? Of what your vision is. Is there a way to kind of identify that in order to figure out what you should do first? For myself, I always kind of check in. How am I feeling about this? Like, sure, that's very gut based. Right now I'm doing a lot of diversity and inclusion based things. And the company I work for helps other big companies, enterprise companies to progress 
their diversity and inclusion goals. And so a lot of what we do is intuitive and it is about understanding what people need. And so when I don't feel like things are working, if I feel like I'm stuck, Usually it's one of several things. It could be that I've taken too much on. Maybe I'm spreading myself too thin. I'm not going deep into something or I don't know exactly what I want my goals to be. So I usually mm -hmm. step back. I try to be as objective as possible in terms of like, what do I want to drive? Understanding that can help me refocus, reset all my goals. And you know, sometimes you're just talking it out with people, like finding somebody that you can bounce ideas off of. That's great. Mm -hmm. It really helps humanize your brand in that sense as well, that you're not just stuck in a bubble and there's so much more beyond it and life beyond it as well. So I imagine that it can be quite hard as well growing up and not necessarily seeing yourself represented in media or even entrepreneurship for that matter. And you've mentioned that marketing has failed us. And diversity and inclusion can feel like a buzzword sometimes, but it's even more important now more than ever. And not only to talk the talk and kind of be a part of the conversation, but actually walk the walk as well. So what is inclusive marketing and how can we ensure that, you know, it's truly representing the audience that it serves? I feel like it's something that people have been talking about and it's kind of buzzy right now, D DNI, DEI, IND, like all of these things are coming up. And like, what does it even mean? Growing up, I never like the media represented any part of me or my life. I grew up as a first generation Canadian. My family came from India, had moved around a lot, settled in Canada, and I was born and raised here. But I always felt like I was straddling two cultures. One where I was supposed to be this really gifted academic person. I was caring about the collective. I cared about my Indian family. And then outside, I had to embody these Western ideals, ones mm. where you, know, you had to be social, you had to be like, go, 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 you know, outspoken women, things like that, that didn't really exist in my culture. And so I felt it was really tough when I was getting all this marketing and media messaging coming at me that never felt like it represented me. And you'd see, you know, unrealistic examples of who you're supposed to be. Or I used to think to myself when I was little, and this is so sad when I think back on it, that I said, if only my name was Brittany and I was a blonde girl, maybe I'd fit in more or people would like me more. People are feeling this way. If young girls, if young children are taking in this messaging and saying things like that to themselves, that we are failing and brands are failing us then. Not much of what was being put out there and still as being put out there represents the people that the markets are serving. So brands are failing us by not being representative of the audiences that they have in their group and who they're selling to. Even though we're getting better at it, we're still failing and doing things like putting a photo on your blog of a group of people laughing <laughs> and one person of color is just not enough anymore. We actually have to think as marketers, as people who are building brands who are working to convey messages out there, mm -hmm. we have to take in account all of those underrepresented audiences and work hard to make sure that we're, our brand is resonating with them. You make a really great point that you highlight that it's not only the visual communications of it through, you know, imagery and stuff like this, but also that the messaging and like the way that you speak about it and the language behind it really does reflect the overall objective that you're trying to address as well, right? And the people. I feel like it's one of those things where this year has taught us a lot of hard lessons that really happen. It's kind of played out in front of us, this just kind of really terrible situations where people don't take this seriously. And it alienates people. And then people will move away from your brand and not spend or buy or interact with you in the ways that you want as a business owner.
Yeah, there's definitely a lot of repercussions to it for sure. And I love this quote about create more and consume less because like you mentioned, there's so much noise, there's so much content out there and it can often just add more stress and overwhelm to our already busy lives. So given what's going on with in the world with Black Lives Matter protests to, you know, discrimination to Asian people during COVID and more, like we can all be much more mindful uh, and just empathetic really about the way that we express ourselves in life and business, but what are three ways that we can be more respectful and thoughtful with our messaging when it comes to sharing content? Oh yeah, I feel like there's like a myriad of things you can do, but everything can really 100% start from understanding your audiences. And you know, inclusive marketing might be brand new to people. If you do these next three things, I promise it'll be really easy. So just consider solving a problem for your customers. If it's within content, if it is even just something on your website, it could go down to even things like your like product, if you're building a product, like considering your audience in every step of the journey and really understanding your audiences. So doing lots of user interviews, double downing on your uh, data and the research that you do, understanding their pain points, that really helps. And companies that excel in the space, they take time to learn about the unique audiences. They know their customer base inside and out, and they then try to solve for them, but then also represent them more their marketing through those solves so that's number one number two is like highlight real customer highlight story. real not customer people story. that are not just like these cardboard that characters, like these that, don't cardboard characters <laughs> that don't exist like i just i feel like i look like, at this because i feel like i look at some ads like that doesn't look like me like that doesn't look like me looks like that highlight the real story highlight the real bring them out and you know celebrate them celebrate the diversity that you already have even on your team if you have a team or a company bring them out and bring them forward and show like the diverse nature of your company through that. Bumble is one of my favorite mm -hmm. marketing companies ever. Like they've done such a good job with their mm -hmm. marketing. And for those that know Bumble, the networking dating app, it's so great. So they actually had this great campaign. It was called um, Find Me on Bumble. And it's like what they do is they literally do like a three minute video where they bring their best people from all over New York, the most interesting people who have embraced their confidence and have like just, you know, done these great things for themselves and they do short interviews and show them just you know all different types of people and i think they did such a great job of just highlighting their unique and diverse customer base that mm. when you see it you often feel like oh you know that sits better with me that i see myself in that person that might make people feel like your product or your company or your service is actually more in line with their values and will come to you then and yeah, finally, unite people with things that they have in common. Let's look at Coca-Cola. I always look at their mm -hmm. advertising as one of the best out there. They highlight lots of different stories and they unite people through those messaging. So for example, like a love of Coke or you know, the buy the world Coke type of thing or national pride or world peace. These big things bring people together so that you do kind of almost forget that you have these differences. For me, it's not about forgetting For me, it's not about forgetting it's bringing us closer, it's bringing us and removing closer, the gaps, and removing the gaps because you're recognizing because you're recognizing by bringing us together. Yeah, it truly pinpoints and understands like what people are going through on a human level, which I think we often forget and only focus on that aspirational quality of what your brand can bring to people's lives. And I have a background in PR, so I understand that aspiration. Like you want people <laughs> to imagine that great things they can accomplish. Like your teeth will be whiter, your hair will be shinier. Like we love those things as marketers, right? And building a brand, but it's almost like alienating in a way because nobody is like that. No one is this perfect person. <laughs> 
Uh, so shifting gears then, this is a great segue into like customer behaviors because now more than ever, if businesses are not considering more of that socially forward approach to their own brand and business, then a lot of customers are starting to shift their viewpoints as well. So how are companies losing out opportunities and leaving money on the table by not including diversity and inclusion in their marketing? It's kind of a win-win for brands at this point. I mean, like in Canada alone, I believe that the number is like, 6.2 million Canadians identify as visible minority. Massive. In 2017, there was a study that was done where I think it was another 6.2 million people or age 15 and over have a disability. So if you're mm -hmm. able to represent that, you're actually going to tap into those groups of people as well. But inclusive marketing, 100% is a win-win for brands. And you know, I, this reflects that real world that we were talking about instead of this fake hardware character of unrealistic models. And yeah, research has backed up the efficacy of inclusive marketing. Recent Cantar study found ads that are widely considered progressive are 25% more effective. And uh, according to a Google uh, survey that they did, 64% of respondents actually said that they took an action after they saw a diverse or inclusive ad. So if you are running ads, if you are doing things, may paid or whatever, it, people actually act when they see themselves in it or if they feel like, hey, you know what, this represents the world that I live in. One example I really love, I mentioned Bumble before, but another one is Third Love. Third Love is a lingerie company. Mm -hmm. that is, I feel like everyone knows, everyone's so excited when I talk about it because <laughs> it's one of those brands where you're like, I see myself in it or it just like, it's just right. It feels it right. Feels, yeah, it feels so good. <laughs> they're like so they're getting it and you know they've done such a good job with their marketing because they just show the variances of women's bodies and like that's who we are we're all different and i feel like it's like yeah it's a no-brainer <laughs> but actually shopify actually released a number they have seen a 347 percent year over year sales growth because of being an inclusive marketing brand that's phenomenal i mean the numbers don't lie right like they don't they <laughs> don't yeah so i get like if you like are showing people themselves then they're more likely to come to your brand and i think that just you know remember making it as authentic as possible and yeah the numbers don't lie but sales should not be the only reason that we do mm -hmm. these things as marketers it is about speaking to the people around us in our lives everyone's different and we have to celebrate those things and our marketing should celebrate it as well in terms of then trying to figure out on the money side of things, because I think once you do achieve that clarity of what your vision is and how to communicate that, then it kind of becomes like, okay, well, how do I make this profitable to stay in business, I guess, right? And so what's the correlation and three things that we can actually do in order to track and measure how inclusive marketing can increase profits and just overall brand awareness? Yeah, I think this is really tough. I personally struggle with it, just similarly to like PR, slow burn, right? Or even SEO, where you're like, I know it's gonna work. I know it's gonna pay off eventually. It has to be authentic and non-gimmicky. So I think that you have to expect it to not immediately pay dividends. You put it in place and you keep doing it and you do it well and it will reap those benefits. Third Love has been around for so many years and it wasn't until the last couple of years, 2017, that they started to get this recognition for the difference in what they're doing. You have to 
be able to see more brand affinity. Like I think people will come to it. People will see themselves in it, like I keep saying, and that will bring more sales and more opportunity for you to grow. The best measure of success is if people are coming and knocking down your door, that's when you know that it's working and the investment is there. Then you get that brand affinity, you get them knocking down your door, you get more sales. If you're doing pay-per-clicks or any advertising, you'll see the immediate spend back to it because I think people are clicking through or buying things that are indicative of their own lifestyle. You make a great point because I think as much as we want like ROI with a return on investment, especially when it comes to paid uh, advertising in particular, then we want to make sure that it we're reaping the benefits in that sense financially. But at the same time, I think it's equally good to acknowledge that you want quality people and quality like lead generation of the right people as much as you're getting traffic, right? Totally. And I think that's it, right? It's like the brand affinity is there, but you're also able to say, this is someone that will continue to come back. They're going to keep spending and they're going to keep being part of my customer base. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those people make such a big difference. And my grandfather used to say that being a good person is a lifelong achievement. And how can we check in with ourselves and our business to ensure that our inclusive intentions are aligned, they're fulfilled and here for the long haul? Well, he said that it's something that's so important, I think, right? It's, it's a constant thing you have to work at. And I always believe that you do the hard work first and then you party later, right? And I think that's the thing where it's like, you have to keep doing the work and you can't just expect it to reap benefits immediately. You're going to put the time and the effort. You're going to put the time and the effort. You might not see, you might not need an impact, but this is actually going to mean you and your brand and the world at large. And the world at large. And you could I feel like there's no shortcuts here, but that's the same thing with marketing in general. There's no shortcuts in general when it comes to brand building. You're going to fail and that's going to suck, but you keep going. You have to be resilient you will reap the benefits. And you know, I've had so many situations where I failed in trying to make sure that I was running accurate and accessible marketing campaigns, specifically multicultural marketing campaigns. And I learned the hard way. Like one of the companies I worked for, we did a Black History Month campaign that you know, just fell flat on his face. And I had to learn the hard lesson that learn the hard lesson me, that as a person of color, me, as a person had of to color, understand that the had language I was using, using might have been other using or, might have been other I had to learn that I had, I had to, to learn that more my I had to talk to more of my customers what they needed to understand what they needed instead of making assumptions of what I thought they needed. It sucked to hear that I had failed, but I learned and I think that from there I grew so much. And you know, when you do it well, you do it really well and it feels really good. I love that. It's all about that feel good feeling at the end of the day. And you're always improving as well and learning along the way. So I do have a few rapid fire questions for you. Are you ready? I am. I am. <laughs> what are you currently celebrating? I just finished a month long speaker boot camp for women keynote speakers called Shine Bootcamp. And wow, it was intensive, but I finished and I feel so good. And I think it's amazing that we're working so hard to get more women out there, more representation and, you know, speaking on really important topics. So I'm spending my next three days in the afterglow of all of that. <laughs> I love it. Well, for the people who obviously can't see you right now and just are listening, I hope that they can tell how much you're beaming from it. And I'm just very thankful to have you on here to kind of like shed a light and to share your voice and your story as well and all the insights that you have to offer. But what is the number one thing that you want people to have fun with from this episode? Have fun. 
fun with storytelling. I think like with inclusive marketing, if you have an opportunity telling more authentic stories, there's a chance here for you to expand your brand view, your brand growth and have fun with life and the beauty of our differences. Build a brand that represents as many of your audiences as possible and that authentically will serve you well. Absolutely. And what is your bold legacy? I want to be an inspiration for those who have felt different or not like others. I want to show people that being themselves authentic and passionate can make all the difference in this world. I've never had any formal marketing training, but I've worked my way to a place based on passion, hope, and being diverse and inclusive. And I want to build a world where everyone feels like they have a place. This is such a nice note to end on. <laughs> so thank you so much for taking the time to join in on the fun on the Brand Party Podcast. Anita, where can people find out more about you? You can find me on LinkedIn, just Anita Chohan, or on Twitter at Anita underscore Chohan, or on Instagram at Anita Chohan. There's a theme here. It's my name. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Thanks so much, Anita. Thanks for listening to the Brand Party Podcast. For more resources, check out christineldesigns.com. <laughs>